Hello, everyone, and welcome to Impact Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Maria Kiesler. Today, we discuss alignment, self-alignment, connection with yourself on different levels, connection to your heart, what is the truth, what is your truth, what is your purpose. And I'm going to speak with my dear colleague, Penny, uh, I met her in 2009 and we had interesting situation that actually our physical body connected but I don't think we didn't know, I didn't know why we met at that time of our life. So all of this you will be able to explore and hear um, with us during our podcast today. Hello Penny, how are you doing? Hi, I'm so good. It's really, it's so lovely to be here with you. Fantastic. Once, yes, fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for joining. And, uh, you know, it's going to be lots of fun today. Uh, some memories from uh, 2009, I think it was 2009 when we worked together. And uh, I must be very honest with you today, as I'm more authentic with me, uh, I'm kind of understanding you now after 15 years, probably, or whatever years. And um, I think at that time, you kind of a little bit crazy what she's talking about. <laughs> I probably wasn't able to express myself fully. <laughs> Leave me alone. I just want to do my exercise. I just want to do my treadmill and teach people how to exercise. And you just stay on site and do your alignment, <laughs> right? Um, with lots of, uh, though, you know, this is like a going over and uh, coming from a, in a fun way uh, from uh, how did we meet and what did you introduce me to. But I think deep inside always was that question, what is she talking about? I probably just didn't know how to ask you that question, right? So anyway, Penny, tell us more uh, about you, your career, your path, and how do you help women to achieve the next level of enjoyment in their life mm. oh my god uh, i just love that we're remembering back to around 2009 i love that you remember what year it was that's awesome um it yeah that's super cool and hilarious that you're like what is she talking about <laughs> um yeah so um you're you want me to talk about how i help help women or you want me to talk about how I kind of got into this career path, first of all? Whatever, yes. How, how did you get into career path and then, you know, driving slowly? Mm. How do you help women? How this is kind of transitioning you and why did you went into that path, right? What's, what really um, was there for you that did attract you to say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what is my purpose. Because we're going to talk about purpose, self-alignment and purpose and your truth, your authenticity, right? Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you for asking. So um, I got into personal training through, um, I, well, it started through something that wasn't, um, wasn't a happy thing. So when I was 19, my dad died quite suddenly. And um, I just at the time couldn't deal with the emotional impact of that. And so I just, um, I was sort of finishing off um, a year of contemporary dance and 
I had had a really bad ankle injury and so I couldn't really continue to dance. And I remember seeing a through um, bodybuilding. And I was just like, I want to do that. Because at the time I had really terrible body image issues myself and felt that I was fat. And, you know, of course you're dancing, you're going to think you're fat. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I was heavier than I am now, but um, yeah, really low self image issues. And I just thought, oh, that, that will solve everything. And subconsciously, of course, I didn't know this consciously, but subconsciously I was like, okay, that will take care of the emotions because we won't have to feel that. And so I basically exchanged um, emotional pain for physical pain because I would train very, very intensely. Um, and I was on an incredibly strict diet, not one that I would recommend now. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and then I picked up a lot of injuries during that time as well that kind of carried on into my um, sort of later, later life. And because I wasn't listening to my body, because my, I wasn't listening to my emotions, I was trying to squash it all down through the training. And then um, sort of fast forward to me moving to London. And I, um, at the time, was temping to travel. So I'd temp somewhere like, um, um, you know, reception work or something, and then save money and travel. And I was just getting sick of coming back to a job that didn't feel passionate to me. And so then I was like, oh, well, I love physical exercise. So I trained as a personal trainer. So that was in my very early twenties. And, um, and then early on in my career, I started to notice that the people who were struggling to get the results they wanted the most. Um, so whether it was to lose weight or to let go of injury or whatever it was, they were the ones who had the most amount of, um, emotional kind of trauma in their past or physical stress. And so I was just like, Whoa, like, I'm going to need to do something about this. And so I started to, um, I, I remember asking a client, um, just as you do, how are you when she arrived and she just burst into tears. And so we, we ended up out, out on the fire escape doing like my first ever rudimentary life coaching session. And, um, and yeah, so I was just like, okay, this is, you know, I've, I've got some kind of natural ability with this. This is, this is, I could take this somewhere. And I started to um, train in different modalities. So I kind of got into like Reiki and meditation and life coaching and um, exploring things like NLP. And I was just like, yeah, okay, this is actually going to, um, th that actually helped me sort of shift clients in a different way. And when they turned up presenting with this huge stress from their day or because their relationships fallen apart or their kids doing blah, blah, blah. Um, then I had a different modality to kind of work with them. And yeah, and that just kept um, progressing from there basically. And I started to realize also how much I needed this for myself. And um, it was only kind of around this time that I finally recovered from that ankle injury from um, when I was dancing because I started to shift things internally. It was never an ex external kind of thing. It was how I felt about my injury and what I blamed it on and the different things I was saying to myself in my head. So I was able to move <laughs> on from that. And then, yeah, I continued studying. I moved into something called life alignment, which is what I was studying. And that's where the alignment word came up um, when we met each other, which is this beautiful, amazing modality, which I still use a lot of elements of. And I've also sort of moved into different ones that I can teach 
um, people how to do themselves uh, so they can take their emotional um, tools and, and I can help them bring out their own tools using that tool because everyone in my belief has gifts and magic to access their innate wisdom, their genius, their, um, their intuition. And it's all unique and it's all, um, it's all individual to us, right? And so using this modality, I can really help bring that out of them and, and show them how magical they are. Uh, it's, it's so beautiful, but um, I think I do understand you now better. You know why? Because so many things happen in my life uh, which had to, which pushed me to dig in deeper. Why, why those things happening, right? And uh, to me, and how do I respond to them? Do I push my emotions and I go outside and I, for example, train and I physically, as you said, punish uh, myself. Um, and I think I was at that stage of transition uh, me from uh, my injury and you know I had the injury which uh, I suffered for for so many years in 2004 I was uh, I had to stop to be playing on professional level Me, right? and, um, yes exactly and I think um, around 2014 so look another six, few years five five years later it was when I started to understand that my knee cannot still heal because I've got this blockage, as you said, blame, why this happened to me, negative energy that uh, came. And obviously there structurally knee was, there was a problem which I had to fix and I couldn't overcome. You cannot overcome structure, right? But if there is an emotional block, you may not align with what is actually going on, right? And the, anything you will do, is not going to help you. So I had uh, surgery in 2014, which was very successful. But um, but I think everything that I've done that lead me towards surgery, which was work on emotional level, forgiveness. I did lots of uh, soft tissue work, which was really releasing my tra emotional trauma that allowed this, the success of, uh, of post-surgery recovery to happen, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so, and then what's happened, you mentioned at the start, the, your father, uh, you know, passed away. And that's also, you were much earlier than myself exposed to finding a way to continue your life and shine in your life, life. despite there are some problems on the line, despite um, this tragic event that happened. And for me, this happened 2018 and 19 and 20. I've lost my sister in 2018, my grandparent in 2018, then I lost again my grandma and again my grandma. And these events are throwing you and you have to start to change your thinking to be able to continue living, right? So, because we were a different different situation were happening to us. That's why I told you, you know, lack of self-awareness because we were living in a different world at this time. Um, make that I never ask you what you really mean through that because I didn't bother. That's probably the truth, right? I had a different 
agenda in my head, right? So, um, uh, so life aligning us today, right, with uh, our experiences. Uh, Penny, that's beautiful. What is the next level of enjoyment in life that you bring to women? What do you mean through that? Um, so I think, you know, we're always on this journey, like you said, like you were in a different place in your journey. And it was just perfect that we didn't connect over that at that time. And yet we managed to keep bumping into each other physically in London. We're yes, like, oh, hello. that's not, that's this crazy, right? That is always yeah. physically you popping. There was, it was just uh, so mind blowing. Sorry for disruption, but it's a no, it's very great. good point. Very good point. Yeah. So, um, so I don't like, I don't think about it as you were so off track or I was off track or anything like that. It was just, you were in a different place doing what you needed to do. And I was in a different place doing what I needed to do. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, um, it's that kind of, that kind of alignment is just allowing us to be ourselves and explore kind of where we're at and then we can sort of move forward from there and, and learn from our experiences and, and grow from our, our experiences. And, and so, um, yeah, helping people to, to come into an alignment is um, acknowledging that where they are is where they're meant to be. And just rather than kind of feeling like, because I mean, we can feel discomfort. And I think that's something that can be, confused well or maybe called being out of alignment and we could easily call it that um and but when we can kind of be with our discomfort and say okay i'm uncomfortable so i need to shift and change but it's like um it's like the the lobster who's growing out of their shell and or their carapace let's see <laughs> one of my fancy words that's the shell's name <laughs> and so as they sort of grow um they grow they shed their shell and i guess they grow a new one um and if they weren't uncomfortable, they wouldn't know to shed the shell and to let go of it. And then they could expand and they could kind of find a new home. And so that's, that's like us. We kind of need that discomfort in order to bring us into that growth and bring us to the next thing. And yeah, maybe we'll bump into somebody on the street at the right time and then we'll reconnect with them later on, just like we have. Or um, I was speaking to a friend of mine, a coach this morning, and she said, she was going to meet with a, um, a new client who found her business card on the ground. <laughs> and she doesn't go around dropping them on the ground, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And when you say enjoyment in life, what do you mean? So when someone um, is shifting. Yes. What is yeah, that? Then? So I think um, for me, really being able to get to your, your next level of enjoyment is having a peacefulness and a trust. And so if you can kind of sink into um, where you are, then that is kind of like that acceptance. And it's like teaching you to have the trust in yourself. I think for, for me, a huge part of the journey of my, um, for myself and that I take my clients on is teaching people to, to trust, to trust in themselves and to trust what they're feeling and to trust what they hear and what they're listening. And how can we really fully enjoy anything if we're freaked out about what the next thing is going to happen or if something we did is going to catch up with us or something won't happen. And if we can just relax and trust and say, do you know what, whatever is going to happen or has happened is meant to happen. 
because that's going to lead me to where the next thing and what I need to kind of understand. When we can get into that space of trust, then anything that shows up, we can, um, we can move with and we can use to our advantage and to the advantage, the advantage of everyone. Because when we're really listening and responding um, truly to what our hearts are telling us, that is going to be in the highest good for everybody. And so that's when we're really putting ourselves first, then it's going to be in the, in the highest good for everybody. It may not look like it straight away, but it provides the best opportunity for everyone else to grow. And I think for us to really be in enjoyment and to be in joy, we have to have that, that trust, that, that baseline of peace, um, clarity, really like flowing and understanding our intuition and um, yeah, feeling safe. Right, and how do we develop this trust? Because that is not easy, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I practice myself, right? As what you're saying, right? Trying to trust whatever life brings me, whatever comes on my way. After those years of um, developing myself and trying to understand myself, why certain events happen in my life. But as you said, when they are happening, you just like, fuck, why is me again? Why is that? You know, I, I just have enough. I just want that this uh, luck comes, right? So how can we stay connected with our purpose, our path? So when this moment comes, we actually, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm staying peaceful uh, here. But also how can we notice those what needs to happen in or maybe like that what needs to happen in order that we notice this physical manifestations that come in to say listen this is the this is what you're supposed to do this is right space for you i know for myself i look for numbers right but that is mm -hmm. coming as a result of searching after my sister passed away right so i dig deeper but what would be your advice to someone like that who is like you know yeah i mean it's such a good question because i think there's um so many things out there that are like you just have to trust and you just have to believe yes. it's like oh dude honestly how the fuck do i do that <laughs> and so it is for me about again saying like where are you right now like if i give you a map and i say okay i need you to get to point b and you're like sure but i don't even know where i am so this map is useless and so that's kind of what it feels like to me if somebody says just trust. And so it's about knowing where you are. And it's like where you are now normally is in a space of I can't trust myself because I've had experiences where I thought I was trusting myself and they've gone badly. Um, I've, I'm terrified of doing it because of this, this and this. And so that's where you are. You're in a space of distrust. You're in a space of fear. You're in a space of lack of safety. And so in order to really fully be there, you have to have that courage. And when we're, and I always tell this to my clients, when you're most courageous, that's when you feel most afraid. And so that's how you know you're being courageous. <laughs> and so you just sit there in that lack of trust. And when we are, and this is um, the basis of all of the work that I do with my clients, especially at the beginning, all the way through, is that it's about really feeling and sinking into 
the physical sensations that you get from the emotion and into the actual emotion itself. And so if it's that lack of trust, what's coming up? Oh, it's fear. Most of the time it's fear. Um, it's going to be all these different kind of feelings that are kind of in there. It's like, I'm not safe. I'm afraid. And so like, where in your body do you feel that? Like allow yourself to connect with that. So a lot of people, it might be in their gut. It could be in your knee, could be in an injured kind of place. It could be in the back of your neck. It doesn't matter where it is. It could shift around your body, but you breathe and you center yourself and you be with that feeling. And sometimes it's outside of you as well like almost like it's all around me or in, or in your entire body. There's no kind of right or wrong. And um, it's important to understand that everyone's process is slightly different. And so as soon as you choose to then be with yourself as you're in fear, as you're in discomfort, then all of a sudden, instead of running away from yourself and saying, you, myself, are not good enough when you're afraid, ashamed, um, Da, 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 da. I'm saying, okay, I'm going to walk closer to you and I'm going to do this beautiful act of self-love, unconditional self-love as I'm going to walk up to myself in my greatest time of despair, fear, um, where I would normally hide away and not show anybody. And I'm going to show up for myself. And so that's what you're doing when you're feeling that emotion. You're literally saying to yourself, you are good enough no matter what. And You'll be feeling in that time, whatever the emotion is, afraid, guilty, whatever that is, and you're sitting there, so it's not going to feel nice. But as, um, as you start to practice this, you may also notice a certain sense of relief. Oh my God, I finally showed up for myself. I'm finally here. I'm not alone anymore. And I don't have to keep running. You know how you hear in movies, right? I don't know, somebody who's been like running from the law for like 20 years or something and they finally go, okay, just throw me in prison. And they're kind of relieved <laughs> because they don't have to run anymore. And so it's like that. We're no longer running away from that thing that we think was the worst thing in the world. And, um, and those are those feelings that not being able to trust yourself bring up. And when you can work through them and it's a, it's a, um, it's a progression, right? So it's not like, I don't trust myself and now I do. <laughs> yes. It's like, okay, so I can trust myself with these things some of the time. That's a great progress from not trusting myself with anything. And then you go, okay, what can I trust myself with now? Oh, I feel like I can't trust myself there. Good. Let me feel those feelings. And so you just keep progressing through that continuum of building up the level of trust. I really like that you mentioned uh, progression because I think we often forget forgetting that anything we're trying to do or achieve in our life or change is a progress, is a process. Nothing happened, as you said, I trust, I don't trust. I have a body lack of confidence, now I have confidence with my body. I, I am overweight 10 kilos, now I'm not overweight 10 kilos, right? This is why those quick transformations on anything they just don't work. It's the same as when you build a business. You cannot just build business over three months because there is going to be some problem on foundational level, which you might notice. You might not have awareness about that. And, uh, and I'm so uh, happy that you're talking about that because we need to stress that anything you're trying to do, whatever, to improve, to achieve the next level of enjoyment is a process. 
and actually probably you should enjoy the process itself right and that is another problem people don't enjoy the process why is that why they don't enjoy the process spinning what well, do you I love, think i love that you bring that up because it's like if we think about it like right now as i'm in this process of learning to trust myself i'm living my life you know and it's like this is a piece of my life i'm never going to get back and so it's it's like we have the choice to kind of just really fully commit and say i'm here now and i'm going to be present with myself because i think um, and I've done this and, you know, we all still do it at times, right? We jump out of our bodies, we leave ourselves, we, we don't want to be present with what's going on. And it's like, well, where are you going? Because, you know, you chose to come down here and live in this body and be in this life. And what a beautiful, amazing privilege that is. If you're not in that space of feeling that yet, don't worry about it because you can get there by feeling that you don't feel, feel it. But it is, um, again, a, pro a process to get there to kind of really enjoy and I think that is another really key thing about being able to enjoy is being present with yourself. And we learn to be present with ourselves as we accept the discomfort as well as the comfort. Because as you go into, you know, you've heard people talk about their shadow selves and that's going into the discomfort, right? So it's like, oh no, the part of me that is too loud or the part of me that likes dancing crazy um, or the part of me that gets really grumpy or angry or whatever, or doesn't earn enough money or is bad in relationships or is a bad parent or whatever it is, then we don't want to face that part of ourselves. But when we do, that we're going into our shadow selves and we find this beautiful treasure that our gifts and everything lives in there as well. And so that is what we risk never connecting to if we don't go into our shadows and we don't be present with ourselves. And so, yeah, I would say that's another huge thing about being an enjoyment. You have to be here to actually be an enjoyment. You can't just be somewhere else. I think so many people enjoy things retrospectively. And so it's like, I, um, I went out and now that I'm back and I was, I'm safe and nothing bad happened. I can think about what happened during the night. No, oh, yeah, that was a great night. But at the time you're still in this anxiety riddled fear. Yeah, I, I want to stress out that we, in our podcast, always going beyond physicality, right? Because, and I believe Penny Wellness, and you're going to give your um, definition on wellness in a few minutes, but that's why you're saying, I'm getting out of me and I'm getting back into me, because you're always referring to mind, body, and spirit, in those three forms right it's not just me in a physical self right that's why you that's probably what you're referring to right when you're saying um, like getting out yeah. of me coming back into me um I how, think it's, because that's how i would be, understand this mm -hmm. it can even be more simple than that mm -hmm. in some ways because mm -hmm. you can just give it as literally like your focus disappearing mm. and so let's say if i say to you okay um, I want you to um, start thinking about your power bill and how much that's going to cost you over the next, you know, people who are worrying about their finances, people who are worried about whether someone's going to leave them in the relationship or something. It's almost like you have this part of you that is constantly worrying about that right. all of the time. So your focus is gone. And yes, I think there is an actual, like you're kind of maybe, your presence inside your body is kind of gone a little bit. 
I think definitely that your, your alignment has disappeared. So that's another kind of way of looking yes. at alignment. You're not aligned with your physical body. Your, your presence, your energetic presence has kind of left. And it's left through your focus and your attention being drawn away by this um, anxiety, by this pressure, by this worry and this fear. And it's like, um, it feel, but it feels like if you come back into your body, it, that's where it all is. Like, um, and so a lot of people don't want to come back into their bodies and sit in their bodies because they notice that their shoulders hurt. They notice their knee pain. They notice that they feel not good enough. They notice that their anxiety gets stronger because this is the place. This is the only place we can deal with anything is in the present moment as it's happening now. And so whenever, um, if I'm coaching somebody, whether it's past life stuff or stuff when they were a kid, it's like, what's happening now? Because we can only deal and heal with um, things as, as it's happening. So it's like we go to that, that moment and we become embodied. And that can, that can be a process, just, just having the courage to come into your body. Yeah, and you use word embodiment. And I was, uh, wanted to stress out, it's so important to embody whatever we feel but I think that is another level of struggle for so many because you said people noticing pain, but often they noticing pain when it's really, really strong. Often they not noticing this gentle touches of our body that say there is or our emotion on our inside that there is something going, uh, going on, right? That's why Mm, the embodiment is an uh, important part of your transformation and where you probably should start with. Uh, and let's, let's talk about uh, weight loss, right? We talk, we, I talk about this a lot because lots of females that comes to me struggle with that. And you also have lots of experience about it. But what is different than weight, than just embodiment of anything that came to you over some period of life and just stuck? in a weight, right? Yes, it's a training, like of nutrition, all of this, but we both know that is much more than that, right? How do you think, uh, or you have any technique that someone could tap into their uh, connection with the body? There is any technique you could share with us? Um, do you mean for embodiment or for yes, embodiment yes. to do with weight loss or... Uh, no, just generally, I just gave way to an example because I think it's classical example when we forgetting that uh, the weight is not only weight. It is calories in, it is calories out. I repeat this all the time because we have like series of uh, discussions and I always go into that because many women struggle with, uh, with body self-image. That's always this kind of circulating around that world, right? It's in the diet industry is crazy, <laughs> huge, right? every time new books uh, coming out, but mm, just any, uh, for anything, how can we align or how can we feel and embody ourselves with what really happened in our, our body, right? How can we connect with this? It's going to be some different things that are going to really click with different people. So for me, working with somebody, um, I'll, when I'm one-on-one, -on -one, there's normally like an intuitive, um, like I do a lot of, 
if you like, I don't know, channel meditation where I'll just intuitively speak what kind of comes to me and then that will become a meditation for that person. Or if I'm doing working with a group, then that'll be relevant for that group. And so it might be something along the lines of um, really focusing on what is beneath their feet, um, what what they need to kind of connect to energetically, really drawing their attention to their physical body, noticing their physical body, feeling different sensations can be like a really powerful um, thing for people. But some people, they need to kind of almost deal with the fear of doing that um, first. But often um, people can get into their bodies when it's um, just their attention, um, their intention and their attention is focused on actually putting your mind into your body and noticing and relaxing different parts or seeing them different colors or different kind of, um, you know, allowing your connection to nature and, um, you know, let yourself grow roots through your feet is a classic one that um, is really beautiful connecting, you know, into nature, actually getting to nature, lying on the ground, you know, climbing a tree, doing, doing whatever it is and just being in your body. So I think, movement i mean you and i are very big advocates for movement um but learning how to move your body in different ways and and feeling what thing different things feel um is a is a huge part of of becoming embodied like using our bodies like so many people don't really don't really use their bodies like you or i after we finish this we'll be like okay i want to move now <laughs> because we've we've sat down for like an hour right but i think um it doesn't necessarily have that same impact on some people because their bodies kind of get used to kind of just slumping and not breathing fully and um not having that kind of mobility and stretching going on all the time so uh we've yeah we've kind of if, if you i mean that classic saying if you don't use it you lose it and people think it's because of aging that you get hunched over and you start to limp and you start, you can't squat down to the ground anymore and you can no longer get out of the chair. It's like, well, if you haven't been practicing all of those movements um, with a bit more uh, weight and stress and, and, and things like that, then of course it's going to disappear over time. Yeah, I, I like it because it's very encouraging, right? <laughs> you don't, uh, that's why they're saying you're not always what your age is, is really what your lifestyle is, what you eat, what you, uh, if you train, how you move, how you're processing your emotions. So it's um, a big scope of opportunity for anyone who thinks that genes are stopping him from, or her, from becoming who they want to be. Lifestyle is a huge and our environment is a massive contributor who, to what is going on um, with us. Penny, let's go in, let's dig in, into this alignment. We went briefly from the start, but let's start with definition. What is alignment? So alignment um, is, is something, and then I also kind of want to, almost contradict that as well, just to be annoying, but not on purpose, um, <laughs> is that alignment, I think, is when you're aligned with your soul, you're aligned with your soul purpose, um, you feel that through your heart, maybe your gut, and it's kind of when you're doing what you're called to do, and, and it's like you're in flow, and everything's feeling really beautiful and really good. Um, and then sort of touching on, I think, what we sort of touched on earlier is um, you know, like I said, when we meet each other, neither of us 
were out of alignment, but we were quite different than we are now. Um, but we were sort of maybe not, not as um, aligned with our purpose because we were further away from where we are. Um, but all of that kind of being slightly out of alignment was bringing us here, which is a great thing. Um, because I think we can get really judgy on other people and judgy on ourselves. Like, look at where you are. Um, you should be where I am. <laughs> Normally is what we think. Right. Um, and I, and I liken it to, cause, um, you know, I've done a lot of training in parkour, you know, the, um, free running and there's a lot of, Oh, well in personal training there is as well. There's a lot of training for balance because obviously we know that's something that is key for doing a lot of different movements and also for, you know, um, aging in a youthful way, we need to have a good balance. And so, um, yes, when we would train, um, balance, so you'd be walking along like a skinny railing or something, you're not training balance unless you're slightly off balance. So unless you're wobbling a little bit, you're not training your balance. You're not going to grow and you're not going to get better at it. So if we're just standing on the ground with two feet or even one foot and you're not wobbling at all, you're not training your balance. And so even earlier when we were wobbling a little bit because we were out of alignment, that was helping us come more into alignment. And if we look back on us ourselves now in a year, two years, three years time, we'll realize that we were wobbling a bit here too, but maybe a little bit less than we were 11 years ago. And so, yeah, I think alignment again, it's a, it's a progression that we slowly get maybe less wobbly. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I connect with this and I believe that audience as well um, is going to get you because it is like, let's say, with public speaking, the best people who in this job always will say, I am always fear, I have some fear, I'm shaky, and then they're doing all these um, practices before they're jumping on stage to bring them out of the state. And it's just, I believe, a normal mechanism of brain and actually is the good one. That's why um, I get you where you're coming from and I completely agree with this definition. To progress, you have to be uncomfortable. But it's the uncomfortability that we don't want because we want to be there straight away and we want to pass the stage. And just coming to me that maybe... Sometimes we want to escape what actually being human means, right? Because <laughs> being yeah. human means having some struggles to experiencing what does it mean that and whatever is going to happen after your life <laughs> is really what you believe, right? I don't touch this. But um, I think it's, uh, it's great and very insightful explanation. Penny, why do we need alignment? Or why do we need this? shakiness in our life you kind of touch on it but there's anything you would like to add oh i just think that um it's it's really just about growing and getting getting comfortable with the with the discomfort uh because yeah we're so we're so drawn to um we're like beings that like um beeline in for comfort and so you know if it's raining outside we're like oh it's an inside day <laughs> and I really learned through um, through my parkour practice that it's like, let's just get outside. And as soon as you start moving, then you warm up and 
the day never looks as bad outside when you're in it than when you're looking out the window. And you can actually just have so much joy and pleasure interacting with the elements. But there's that initial discomfort of getting out into the weather and maybe feeling a cold face. And sometimes you get really freezing in your hands, you can hardly move them and you know, all this kind of stuff. But there's this joy and this unbridled pleasure at kind of interacting with mother nature when she's just going a bit nuts. And, um, and so, yeah, I think, I mean, one of the things that I got into here um, living near the ocean in New Zealand is that um, and I'm right down the bottom of the North Island in Wellington, and it's not renowned for the warmest weather, although we're having the most amazing autumn. But anyway, um, the water's cold, right? It's very like England, the water's cold. And so it's good to do like cold water immersion and things. And like one of the things I hate the most is being cold. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I do things like um, have cold water bursts in the shower because I know it's so good for your um, for your blood pressure, for your lymph, for for waking you up and giving you energy, and and so I love now swimming in in cold water, and I mean I still love being warm and things like that, but I'm I'm much less like afraid of of being uncomfortable with things I do, and I like to challenge myself in that way, and I feel like it um, just opens up your comfort zone, and then, then again it brings you more possibilities for joy and you and curiosity, and you're like ah. Oh, that wasn't so bad after all. And yeah, it just um, gives you more life. Yes, I, I, I again, you know, uh, we're so uh, connecting on everything that you're saying, um, just because what we went through, right? And the experiences, because right now I'm also here around a uh, beautiful Mediterranean Sea in, uh, in Spain. And exactly what you said, right? You go in there, I, I touch the water, oh, it's very cold. Where for me, right, because like you said, I like when it's warm and I'm thinking of August when it's going to be so warm so I can be comfortable in it, right? And sometimes it's we don't want to leave our comfort zone. And there is a reason for it, right? And uh, we have to question what is the reason, right? And if there is a good reason, stay there. But if, if uh, this does not help in you to move on with anything you want in life, you have to start to changed it and for example Manel walks uh, all the time with a t-shirt and I'm like are you not cold it's so cold he said no I just got used to I was cold at the start similar as you but now actually it's okay so it's again telling us that the body is the beautiful thing because it's adjusting to whatever we are forcing the body to do right it's uh, it's so cool straight away came to me this cold water and uh, and Manel and you and Bob don't like it cold, but you're trying to adjust and, and change. And I agree with you, it's going to hopefully help you to push yourself to something bigger. So maybe I I should go into cold water. <laughs> so <laughs> I would consider this after that and send you some uh, beautiful photo or video. Yeah, do a video. On, uh, I want a video. <laughs> yes, I do that, Penny, uh, for you. Penny, Penny, you are talking about three life-changing superpowers. And mm -hmm. um, what is that? And how do we attract those superpowers in our life? Awesome. Thank you for asking. So <clears throat> I think um, 
this is this is really about the process that I that I take my clients through. That it ha- it comes under lots of different names. Like there's the Sedona technique and the acceptance process and um, release to all of these things. And um, I, well, me and one of my very close friends who we do a lot of this work with each other because you know you have to have other coaches to keep you keep you in alignment, make sure you're staying on staying on track. Um, and so we call it the feel it process because it's really about diving into your emotions and feeling it so you can move through them. You can release blocks, release trauma, and then move on to, um, yeah, greater joy and greater connection with your intuition and your own gifts and talents. And so the first superpower is to change the way you, you feel about anything. And, and if you think about it, it's like, okay, I'm terrified of, um, I'm running out of money. I'm terrified of falling in love because what would happen if I'm going to be that vulnerable or I'm terrified of, I don't know, asking somebody out even. Um, I mean, I, this, me being a recovered commitment phobic, um, I like didn't realize for a long time that I was very commitment phobic and yet I had all of these subconscious strategies to keep myself out of a relationship. Um, and so um, I'm now in a relationship, a very, very amazing relationship. So, um, which is very cool. Um, but I spent a lot of time, first of all, realizing that I had this, this, um, this issue around commitment and then actively deciding to change how I felt about it. And so identifying that I had this fear, um, realizing where Um, a lot of it came from, a lot of it was past life stuff, but a huge amount of it came from my father dying. It's like, oh, okay, you love a man, he will die. (laughs) And so it's, it doesn't make any rational sense. So our emotions are not rational. And I think that's a very important thing to realize because we're like, oh, rationally, I know that's not the truth. Um, But that's not how we operate at an emotional level. And so there's some very, um, very unusual things like one of the um the beliefs that i uncovered when i was in london um was that which i know for a fact is not true but um irrationally i believed oh i wasn't good enough for my dad to stay alive for so therefore what man is going to love me basically and so um that was a really good one to clear out (laughs) and i chose so with this first superpower i've been able to change how you feel about anything Instead of running away from it, calling myself irrational, saying, don't be stupid, letting somebody else talk me around and saying, of course you're worthy, da, 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 build you up, all that kind of stuff. I was just like, no, let me feel this. Let me feel how that makes me feel. So afraid, so unworthy and really feel through that. And then I was able to let it go. And I didn't try and change the feeling. I just sat with it. And I walked closer to myself as I was feeling that. And then the feelings would morph and change, get less and less and less in intensity. I quite often see them as colors or vibrations or frequencies. We all have different ways of perceiving things. Um, some people, it might be sound or, or whatever it is, and that the feeling in your body will change. And so that's really your first superpower is being able to change how you feel about, about anything. So if you have a fear of dogs, you can change how you feel about that. If you have a fear of um, somebody stealing all your money, if you make a lot of money, you can change how you feel about that. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. The second one is to really sense and understand the underlying truth of other people or a situation. And that is amazing because it comes back to trust. And we really, 
the only way we can trust somebody else or a situation, whether it's a good situation to get into, whether it's a business um, opportunity, a holiday you might go on, a retreat, whatever it is, um, then is if you can trust yourself. And so if you can trust yourself, then you will trust the, the signals, the triggers, the emotions that come up when this opportunity presents itself, whether that's a relationship or, a, or whatever it is. And yeah, when you're trusting yourself, you're at that level of peace and you, you're no longer constantly triggered by things. Because if, we're, if we've got loads of, let's say, relationship triggers because we've been hurt in the past, then if let's say your partner is organizing a surprise birthday party for you and um, you may pick up that like they're doing a few things that maybe they're trying to avoid answering certain questions or things like that. If you're super triggered, you're going to freak out. You're going to start questioning them. You're going to throw shade at them. You're going to be like, what the hell have you, where have you been? Whereas if you're in a state of trust, and you're going to feel like, okay, maybe I sent something going on, but do I need to, is there anything I need to be concerned about? And you'll be like, nah, this is fine. Okay. I'm just going to leave this. And then you're going to have this amazing surprise party. And so it's just really allowing yourself to really be in joy and be in flow. Trust yourself, trust others. Um, or trust situations. So that's going to be your second superpower. Um, and then the third one is just knowing the right thing to do or say in any situation. Because how often do we think, oh no, if only I'd said that, or if only I did this. Um, well, <clears throat> when you're in this um, space of clearing out, so, and when I say clearing out, I mean feeling your emotions as they arise. It's not like you're going to try and um, like get rid of all your emotions you've ever had in your life because you don't get rid of them, right? You're just, you're de diffusing them. And so as an emotion arises, as a situation triggers you, you choose to feel it instead of push away. And if you push it away initially, you come back to it. So if you're just working on maintenance all the time, of just like, um, like we brush our teeth every day, maybe twice, <laughs> ideally, um, then it's, it's the same sort of thing. We, we check in with our emotional self in the morning, maybe in the evening, something happens during the day, we spend a little time with it. Um, if we're doing that consistently, then when something comes up that we're like, somebody might challenge you on something or say something that you don't like, or an opportunity might arise that you wouldn't normally kind of say, Hey, yeah, and put your hand up for it. And then all of a sudden you find yourself saying, Whoa, where did that come from? And that was a perfect thing to say, or you'll find yourself just doing something unusual. Like, Oh, I'm going to drive this way home instead of that way. Or yeah, I'm going to accept that invitation. We normally you'd be like, I'm so not interested in golf, but why? Okay, sure. <laughs> and you end up at this place and then that changes your whole life. And so when you're really listening, and I think um, that is, again, I keep building on this, but again, another huge part of being in a space of joy and um, next level enjoyment is when you're really listening to yourself. And you can only really listen is when you're constantly defusing those emotional triggers all the time. And sometimes you've got a little bit to clear out first before you start picking up on that kind of listening. And you, you also want to recognize your own kind of way of listening. And the word listening might not work for you, but, but it could be seeing, it could be perceiving, it could be sensing. 
And that is just sensing that innate part of you, your soul, your heart, your gut speaking to you and saying, hey, look, let's do this. It's, I'm just listening and listening and I'm just knocking my head. You're right. This is just so cool, all of this. I think it's also so cool because when you're experiencing by yourself all what you, your guest is saying, is uh, you're so much connecting to it and you're like, okay, that is this, that is that. And I do hope that uh, by uh, this type of conversation, we are opening people or anyone who listens for different level of perception and self-awareness, right? Because often we start from, as you said, where we are. We are often in a lack of self, we lack, uh, we lack of awareness. That's why we cannot progress. So I think, as you said, if you are recognizing, you are already winner. Because now is the matter of time that you will be able to change things or transform things. And sometimes you get back into doing things you don't like, that they don't nourish you. And you know this, but that's also okay. This is that shakiness. This is just this bumpy journey and bumpy road that you have to go for a different um, reason. Um, Penny how women can um, change the way she feels about her power and how once she change can show up for herself. Mm, yeah. Um, well, you start off by, um, I work with men and women, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> but, um, no, no, we just, yes, men and women, right, is anything. I think it's just because I'm, I started two, three weeks ago podcasting and we were talking lots about women and then we went into women uh, body image with another podcast. So I'm just talking about women, but really anything that we talk about here today or another podcast always apply uh, to men because they struggle with food, they struggle with self-image as well, they struggle with their superpower often over masculine they're not touching their emotional intelligence in the right way that could empower them to be maybe better leader maybe better boss better manager right uh, so i think he's a better father right so it's just man listen and apply it as well <laughs> cool um yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about a lot of your clients were men as well when you were training them in the gym. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I was like, yeah. No, just that they are straight forward, Penny. It's just, okay, let's do this and that, and there is no question, right? Okay, eat this, eat that, and there is no question about this, right? Where women have this all this fluff around, but I know that men have also fluff around, just they're not speaking the truth very often, mm. right? Just for different reason, which probably is another podcast we can do about this, why they don't authentic with themselves, right? So, Penny, I just go once again to the question, how can women change the way she feels about her power to show up? So, um, the first thing is to um, acknowledge the moments where you feel powerless. And so, um, because I think we, we do try and, um, like, shortcut things, and we're like, okay, I'm feeling powerless. Let me jump up and down and pump my arms and, and do a technique, which may really help you initially, but it's not, it's not going to last. It could be like a, um, I don't know, like a quick thing, fix that makes you feel a bit better in the moment, do a few star jumps, maybe. 
Um, but what we are, what we're really looking for is what is the root cause of why I'm feeling powerless. And so starting by connecting with, um, it'll normally come up because there's a situation you're thinking about where you feel powerless, where you're not being able to show up in your, as your full, powerful, amazing self. And so a lot of um, men and women will be able to connect to a time, probably very recently, that they've experienced that. And so it's about going into that experience as if it's happening now and being there and feeling what sensations they get in their body and what it feels like. It's like, oh my God, I'm suddenly so unsafe. I'm so ungrounded. I've left my body. Um, I'm looking out at everybody and I'm feeling them judging me and I'm feeling literally like they're going to attack me or something. And when you can just acknowledge that and just stay with it, remember we're walking closer to that part of ourselves that's afraid. And when I say that part of ourselves, maybe it's us from two years ago, um, 20 years ago, and we walk closer to that part of us instead of abandoning, abandoning it and leaving it there, which is what other people do to us, right? And that's what we're afraid of. And so if we lash out or we get guilty or sad or something, we would have had experiences of people saying, don't act like that. Come on, suck it up, be better. <laughs> and so then we start to do that to ourselves. And we set the precedent for how other people will treat us. And so if we're internally abandoning ourselves, running away from us at our greatest time of need, when we're feeling powerless, when we're feeling like so judged and we're like, oh God, I'm not going to be here. And we leave our bodies and we don't want to feel those emotions. We teach other people to do that to us as well. And so instead we come close, we, we realize, okay, I've had these issues in the past where I felt powerless, maybe with public speaking or maybe um, asking somebody out or um, going on a date. I don't know, whatever it is, um, doing a business deal. And so we imagine being in that situation, either one in the past or just one that we could conjure up through our imagination because our imagination can help us heal so beautifully. And then we'll, we'll notice all of the feelings coming up into our body if we're not blocked off from them and that's a whole probably another podcast if, if people are which I was initially but um yeah that's an, that's another thing but you you feel those feelings and you sit with those feelings and you don't try and make them go away and you don't try and rush yourself and you say yep I'm feeling uncomfortable right now this is the emotion and you stay with it and as you keep moving through that then you're moving through what um how that powerlessness is acting out like the, the physical manifestation of that powerless feeling. And as you move through this, you're moving out of the fear, out of the lack of safety. And then, I mean, there are other things that sort of come into it. Again, they're, they're more intuitive things. Like, I mean, I work with a lot of visions. So when I'm working with clients, I often get like a vision um, for them <clears throat> that either, Either if I understand, then I know they're not going to. And if I don't understand, I know they will. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's always about bringing out their gifts and gifting them with the ability to understand their own things. And so that's just going to help them with that. And so, um, yeah, it's about, um, it's about bringing it out in those people. But it's, yeah, it's going to be unique with everyone what kind of the next piece kind of is. It's normally like an intuitive piece. But um, off it but then my clients will learn to do that for themselves 
And so I'll be like, okay, so what needs to happen now? And, and they'll connect in their, their own unique way of connecting to their intuition. And they'll be like, oh, okay, now I need to do this physical thing, this action thing, or now I need to do this thing within my own imagination that will um, activate something within me or I need to read that or I need to do this. And so it's like, the, it's that final kind of cementing, securing it all in, and it allows you to really fully step into your power. Um, that's why um, I stressed out the embodiment as a start of the journey, because this is something the most physical of us. But later on, we can progress into intuition, into use of our imagination, into brain functions and what that mental or mind side allowed us to do because we are very powerful there as well right and then you've got next level of growth and development when you start to see things that are talking to you like for example we bumped into physical self on each other but i know that that was probably a sign from outside of physical self that brought our bodies uh, together. So as we're talking through, there is always a progression. There is always a little step every day. And you cannot just suddenly, after listening uh, our conversation, become like superpower because maybe you can. I do believe in human, uh, human um, uh, you know, power as well, right? They, you can do anything, but do not feel discouraged and there is lots of uh, information coming right now maybe you can get bits and bits and explain um, yourself maybe you can contact penny or myself to further help you with um with that journey uh, we talked about uh, this little bit but why do you think penny um pain is a good thing because i do think the same is maybe mm -hmm initially but stuff mm -hmm. but later on helps us to grow right what is your uh, intake on that well i mean I, I i don't know whether you're specifically referring to physical or emotional pain but they kind of come into the same mm -hmm. the same category really i guess one's just maybe earlier than another or some people receive like pain hits them harder physically and some people pain hits them harder emotionally perhaps um it's a it's a such a amazing thing because it gives you that opportunity whether it's emotional or physical physical pain and that's how i i mean sure we get pain we're not going to enjoy it straight away right and i'm not going to be any different than that it's not like i sprain my ankle and i'm like yay this is an opportunity it's not like that it's like i'm i'm the same thing i'm like oh my god ow i've hurt my ankle i'm in pain whatever da 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 i'm going to do what i need to to take care of that physically um, and, and so on. And then when I'm back at home, let's say I've been running or whatever. Um, I don't run very often, but anyway, <laughs> I come back home and, um, and then I take that time to feel into why did I need to hurt my ankle? What, what was the, what was the universe? What was my subconscious mind? What was my higher self trying to message they were trying to give me that I had not been noticing through smaller signs because I always believe that, um, I always think of it like if somebody's outside your window and they want to get your attention, they start off by like throwing like a little pebble at your window. And if you're kind of like got your headphones on and you're not listening and 
they're here to pick you up and take you somewhere, right? And then they start throwing rocks and then they smash a brick through your window. And then eventually, basically, they get to the point of like, this crane is like dropping this boulder on your house and the whole, you know, because some people get to that level of chaos before they listen. You know, they've got um, horrible health things that come up. Um, and, you know, sometimes these are things that needed to manifest in order for them to have their journey as well. Um, but there are a lot of times where we can actually listen really early and like circumnavigate these impacts and learn from those. But other times we just wouldn't have got the same lessons. We wouldn't have got the same learning if we had figured things out earlier. Like um, I, um, with, with my parkour training, it was very intense and um, my shoulders, I struggled with a lot of injuries in my shoulders and that was, um, I'd already injured them a lot when I was doing my bodybuilding training back when I was in my late teens after my dad died. And just the things that the different things that I picked up from having to take breaks from my training and how that made me feel kind of letting go of that identity of being the strong fit person who does, who, who does this kind of thing. And then again, the next layer of that, when I moved home to New Zealand at the end of 2017 is, I finally um, met this amazing, amazing functional nutritionist and she helped me move through what was um, chronic adrenal fatigue. And I, and I basically spent a year just lying flat on the ground and not doing a lot because I couldn't do anything because when you start to heal, things often get worse. Um, and so, but the things that I connected to within myself, within my inner self, my power, my, my strength, who, who I really am, the things that I really wanted to do, the um the emotional uh beliefs and and baggage and stuff that i was able to let go of just through spending a lot of time processing and moving through that and i feel that uh as a coach as a healer just like you are we often have to have the rockier journeys right we have to have the journeys that are a bit gnarlier take longer so when I'm working with a client and let's say there's a particularly difficult session for somebody and they're like, Oh my God, that was forever. And I'm like, that took you 20 minutes. You're kidding me. That took me like five years <laughs> to move through and, and things, I mean, energy just moves so much quicker now, but obviously as you'll know this too, when you, as soon as you have somebody that you're coaching, they're in your jet stream, right? And so they are already benefiting from everything you've learned, everything you've cleared, everything that you've moved through and they jump in your jet stream and everything happens so much quicker for them. And they're like, it's, and you're like, how did this is insane. <laughs> it just moves so quickly. And I mean, I love it. It's amazing, but it's always like, wow, that's so fast. Have, do you notice that same thing? Yes, 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 yes. I do notice because I always tell to my clients, I would love to be where you are today because I had to go through this things Possibly on our journey where people who would help us to go faster, the same as I met you, right? That maybe was the answer, right? She came in, she appeared, speak to her, but there is some reason I did not for, like I said, I don't know why, maybe because I had to go through this journey by myself because I'm working with people and I had to go through this harder, uh, harder journey. But yes, I'm, I'm happy for them. At the same 
time probably positively jealous <laughs> that they don't yeah, right? go through that, right? Because it's like, why the heck is me? Why I have to uh, have to go through that? Penny, so what are the few tips uh, from you how people can actually shift these blockages to live um, life that they feel they deserve? Uh, it's such a good question. Um, and for me, shifting the blockages, it really comes into energy and emotion. And so letting yourself um, just be where you are right now and not needing to be anywhere else. That's, that's the first thing is kind of just coming into that space of acceptance. And that can take a little bit to kind of be like, okay, um, yeah, things suck right now. <laughs> and... I wish I was here, but I'm not. And I feel like a big failure or I feel fat or I feel exhausted or whatever it is and just be there. Like that's, that's actually a really big thing to start off with. And so if you can do that or even do a little bit of that and be like, yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> that's at least better than everything's great. Um, which is a technique I tried a while back. It does not work just to let you know. Um, and so really just being honest with yourself, having that radical honesty with, yeah, um, this is not cool because a lot of the time as well, we're sort of taught to that if we're like always happy and chirpy and we don't complain, then that's like a really virtuous kind of attribute, but actually it's, um, it's, it's not authentic and it's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for other people. We're not looking for you to constantly complain, but just be honest with yourself at least be honest with yourself you don't have to open up and sort of drip all your worries and fears on everybody there might be one or two people that you can confide in but it's okay just to say do you know what today's hard um i'm getting through it though how's your day you know like that's being honest but it's also not explaining all of your medical issues and whatnot <laughs> and so honesty showing up right where you are in that moment and then starting to connect with your emotions. And when you can, when you can do that, that is just huge. That is massive. And when I say connect with your emotions, cause we're mainly talking about the uncomfortable ones because those are the ones that most people avoid. But then as you get good at that, it's also about honoring and acknowledging the really comfortable ones, the ones we prefer because you'll find that a lot of people don't trust them because they're like, I don't want to let myself feel joy in case it runs away. And then I'll feel worse than what I did at the beginning. And so there's lots of little kind of, um, excuse the term, but mind fuckery things that come into it that we don't necessarily expect. You can be terrified of success while being terrified of failure at exactly the same time. And so just letting yourself kind of um, be surprised by what comes up and just go with it. And just be right where you are and just go, okay, well, it seems like a thing. Let's go with that. So just being really honest with yourself, being right where you are and trusting that if you're, you know, if you really want to work with, say you as a coach or me as a coach, there will be a way. If that's right for you to do, there will be a way. And, and if, if it's not right now, then you'll, you'll find something else that is right for you, whether it's reading a book, talking to a friend, doing an exchange with somebody, um, manifesting some money out of the blue, like there'll be a way. And it's never, there's never like a cutoff and sort of like, oh, this is available for some people and not for others. Like 
if there's something that costs like 50 grand, you're like, I feel I need to do it. Well, maybe there's something that's a little cheaper for you right now that you can do. Like, don't just think if I can't do that, I can't do anything. There's always something available for everybody. And it's just about looking for what that is for you and being open to it. Look, it might look a little different than what we think. Okay, Penny, so you are saying um, going from deep self-compassion to mind fuckery. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I really like this, right? Because it's deep self-compassion with yourself, right? When And that's why I want to stress it out. It's not that you're going to now complain and accept all your complain, complain, compliance, right? And... Um, okay complaints right thank you um but it's about being honest with yourself right and i agree with you about this uh, mind fuckery i do like this word <laughs> buzzy word for me for today because often we don't want to accept the joy the happiness uh, probably from lack of gratitude what comes into our life and that's why i definitely advise everyone to like write uh, gratitude and what you're grateful for every single day so then you can also progress into probably better life it's a, it's a really beautiful thing to do if you can feel it um, if you can't feel it then you start with I would like to be grateful for mm. right now I fantastic I like this yeah and then um, and that I mean, because I think the thing about like affirmation or gratitude or things, it has to be truthful. We cannot bullshit ourselves. We can pretend to bullshit ourselves um, and we can maybe temporarily convince ourselves we bullshit us, bullshitted ourselves because we might feel slightly better. But actually, I find that if you've got an affirmation that does not resonate truthful to you, it will make you feel worse rather than better. And so it's the same with gratitude. It's like, I would love to be grateful for the fact that I have loads of money and I have a roof over my head and I have a beautiful partner, but right now I just feel miserable. And so it's about being really honest with yourself and you, and you mentioned compassion and that is being compassionate and it's saying right now, this is where I am and I'm not going to try and be further ahead than I am. And I think a lot of this, this stuff, if you think too much, it becomes a bit of a mind fuck because it's like, how can I, possibly be terrified of success and failure at the same time that doesn't make sense how can i be scared of being happy how can i be scared of having money how can i be scared of being with this person i love you know it's like it doesn't make sense and it really just and that's why we think oh i can't i can't be thinking that or that that can't be an issue for me um or that so other people have that issue but i don't and when we actually really start to just trust what we're feeling and we go, okay, well, if I'm feeling that, it doesn't mean it's the truth. So I could, um, I could not trust you because you've got brown hair and somebody who looks like you who has brown hair when I was 14 punched me in the face perhaps. Um, then that doesn't mean that I should distrust people with brown hair who look like you, right? So it's not, our, our emotions are not always telling us the truth. But what we need to do is acknowledge this is where I am. I'm feeling this. And so right now, this feels like the truth. And so I'm just going to let myself be here now. And so it's the same thing if like, um, if you're terrified that your partner's cheating on you, that could not be the truth at all. But because of 
you had a um, like a partner in the past that cheated on you, it feels so much like the truth. And so if you ignore it and you go, oh, I know he never cheat, I, I know it, then you're literally walking away from the part of you that's still terrified from that previous relationship and you're teaching, teaching someone to abandon you. And often if you keep mistrusting somebody and you keep questioning somebody, what happens? They walk away from you, right? And so again, you go, in your own time, you don't have to even tell your partner about this. In your own time, you just go, oh my God, I feel so anxious because I feel like they're cheating on me, even though I kind of know they've just gone to the bank or, or whatever. And so you just sit with those feelings, even though they're not the truth. In some ways, they're your truth in that moment because it just feels like that. But when you can move through it, you can move into what the real truth genuinely is. Hmm. Penny, just to summarize, I'm going to uh, go into the short exercise. Two seconds. I'm going to pick three words, buzzy words for me that I have kind of connected with. And you please tell also three words if they connect, if they are the same, that's fine. So kind of to reframe and refresh to our audience um, what we've been discussing. So my words are um, mindfucker. <laughs> uh, my word is self-compassion and my word is being honest with yourself honesty okay beautiful um okay so my words will be self-love um that radical act of self-love of listening to your emotions and being where you're at um it will be trust um and allowing yourself to be on the journey to get to trust and um wisdom or magic because every single person and especially if you're listening to this you have so much magic within you and you have no idea how incredible you are and you are so filled with wisdom and i mean this is one of my gifts that i've had my whole life is that i can see other people's gifts and their magic so easily and it's my joy um, as as a coach now to help them bring it out and so, yeah, wisdom and magic. If you don't believe that you have it, that's okay. You don't need to start with believing that you have it. It's just getting curious to be like, what if I did? What if I did have it? How would that be? So, Beautiful. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so much. And I would love to ask you guys to write down your three magical words from this podcast as well. Penny, how can we find you? Uh, so my website, which um, I'm in the process of slowly because I always do things that feel fun and feel at the right time. So I'm in the process of slowly updating my website. Um, but yes, it is pennybeal.com. So P-E-N-N-Y-B-E-A-L-E.com. So that's my website. Um, and then I've got yeah Instagram and a Facebook page, which I put things on as well, which you'll find under my name as well. So yeah. That's me. Beautiful, uh, Penny. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this amazing wisdom. Uh, it was lots of fun. It was always uh, amazing getting back uh, into 2009 and uh, sharing memories and sharing this physical moment that we did not think <laughs> why was there, but was there, was aligning us in a different um, way. So once again, thank you so much for coming.
thank you for having me. It's just been so much fun. I just love reconnecting with you. <laughs> yes, it, it was beautiful. And thank you everyone for listening to the podcast uh, Impact Women.